The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Excuse me for showing up on a now. Is that you singing? Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. Is that Aura singing? Oh, I wish it was. <laughs> we're starting to feel a little crowded in here, are we not? We're getting more and more people in on the show, which I is I love great. it. I love it. Yeah. Never too crowded. Today we have Carolyn Lillico from Style My Home and Transition My Home. So she runs um, one business, but helping lots of people with any aspect of making move. Carolyn, tell us a little bit about... about what you do, just in a nutshell, before we cut to a break. I think the easiest way to describe it is I'm a bit of a Jill of all trades. We do everything from staging a home for sale to transitioning people from large homes to smaller and vice versa, uh, design, decor, renovations, a little bit of everything, really, because that's what happens as a homeowner. You always are faced with a, a choice and a decision to make, whether you're staying or moving. So we come in and we help you do that. And with people as busy as they are today, you come along and sort of, well, like we've we've used Carolyn, so I'll give you a great example. She said, do you want me to come by with all my paint colors and you can look through them? And I said, no, give me three <laughs> and and let me choose from three. So I see I see a lot of your services as someone who can go out there, scout all the options, bring them right down to something very simple that we can just choose from, which when we're busy, that saves a lot of time. And it's helping make those choices easier. I think the biggest thing that we find is that people don't know where to begin. That's the first question we hear is, where do I start? What do I do first? Excellent. So when we come back from the break, that's going to be our first question. Where do we begin? Let's remember it because by the time the break's over, I'm going to forget. Okay. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio on Listen Up Talk Radio. Hi, Gene Godfrey here from Classic FM, the album-friendly intimacy of progressive FM radio, reviving the atmosphere of the early days of FM, digging deeper into the albums and going pretty much wherever we want with the hour, completely unbound. I hope you'll join me for Classic FM, any volume, anytime on demand, and a new show every Wednesday in the live stream exclusively here at RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com. We'll see you then. Cheers. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. That is not your voice doing the commercial. No, no, no. So, 
We did, remembered the question. Did you remember the question? No, no I did not. Come on, you did. I did ask not. it. Okay, I remember the question. Well, what would you ask if you were faced in a position where you're making a transition from your very large home to a condo or vice versa from a condo to a large home? What would Can be the I first thing? <laughs> okay, fine. After you've made the purchase and you're you're looking around your house and you know that in six months time you're going to close that house and you're moving or it could even be in two weeks time what's the first thing that comes to mind what would you ask me probably can i bring all my stuff absolutely great question and where do i start to figure out how to bring all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah. you know number one question where do i start um, how can I physically do everything that needs to be done? Whether you're a young person or a senior making that transition, can you physically do it? Um, and, you know, I have all this stuff. I just don't know where to begin. And it's funny. It's the, the one question I hear. It doesn't matter how old the person is. Yeah. So first time home buyers moving from a condo to a big house, um, a senior who might be 83 who's moving downsizing to a condo because they're not ready to make that move yet. Or even families moving. That We're seeing a lot of small yeah. families going from the house to the condo. Well, I'm a prime example. Here there I you am, go. 52 yesterday, it. one child in university, another one. Thank you. Uh, another one in, uh, getting in ready. high school, getting yeah. ready to leave home, and, and we're looking at all our stuff going, oh, my goodness, it's uh, it's time to downsize. So what's the answer you give them when we say, where do we start? What, what would you say? I'm now going from 3,000 square feet to 800 square feet. Where do I start, Carolyn? Number one, have a plan. And what I mean by that is you need everything from a move plan to a floor plan and even just a day of the move plan. So you start with things in terms of looking at your belongings and looking at what you're going to do and where you're going. And a floor plan is a great place to start because I've got all this furniture. Am I really going to be able to take it all with me? Okay, but what about the other side of it? I mean, I know there's the practical Mm -hmm. side. That big couch won't fit in my living room, so I can't take my big couch. I have to take my love seat. That's the practical stuff. What about I've got three cupboards full of photo albums. I've got all my mother's silver mm-hmm. and ch- where do you start? And five sets of china. Five, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. One, uh, I don't, but <laughs> we're you know, we know people that do. So where what do people do with this stuff? Well, one of the things that that we do is work with clients, especially older clients, because the hard part for them is there's so many memories tied up in right. these things. And I look at um, a lady who has five sets of china, and she says, I want to take them all. And one really great way to do that is to, to take two to four place settings of each set, take them with you, and then that leaves eight place settings for us to give to a, a family member or a neighbor or a good friend or even to divest of through an auction company or, or commission sale. And it really still provides people with a full set of china that they can use, but it gives that person the comfort of having the things with them that they know they love. Okay. Um, you know. A good thing to remember is that moving companies typically charge to move by weight. So divesting of things Mm -hmm. also helps you with the pocketbook in terms of your budget as well. And it seems like an unlikely thing to think about. But when you're moving and you've got a lot of things to move, you also have to factor in the cost as well. Yeah, We find when we sell homes at larger homes, uh, the new families who are moving up are often the first people who would like to assume some of the furniture, Mm -hmm. which I know is 
has been a win-win for a lot of people. It's a really? great idea. So if, if it's furnished already, they go, wow, are you leaving this and, and we'll work out a price for it? Yeah, because I find getting rid of things like couches and um, bed frames and stuff, there's not a lot of monetary value. You go to eBay or Craigslist or maybe if it's really an antique, you'd call in Waddington's or one mm-hmm. of those companies. But um, sometimes you've got a buyer who says, you know what, you don't have to pay to move it. It looks great there. And it looks good. And I'll, I'll write you a check for X amount. We'll call it a day. And yeah. um, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's the work. Taking care of divesting of things that you aren't moving is a lot of work. But there are some great options out there to do as well. And you some can donate. Them, the you donate, donate is big. Yeah. And, and I can't speak enough about an organization called Furniture Bank. Yes, I've um, heard of them. They, you donate to them. They ask you for uh, monetary uh, re- re- uh, compensation, I guess I should say, to uh, to pick the items up, but then you're given a tax receipt in return. They are one of the only organizations that will take mattresses and tube televisions and wow. all kinds all of things. All the big heavy things that you can't get yeah. rid of. And they go to great people. I mean, these are people who are either new to the country or who are already here trying to get back on their feet again. People are trying to set up homes and, and apartments. Um, lots of options for, for donate. And then there's also the option of when, weather permitting the curb. Mm-hmm. But but we're talking about people who have things that they... That they love. That they love. Like the old, the, you know, the 20-year-old Ikea bookshelf, curb it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, or university students. That's or, the other, yes, that's, that's true. the other great option. <laughs> that's true. Um, the hard part, really, what we're finding and seeing more of is that... When you're moving, typically the children that you have are older children, they're working full-time, or they have a family and they're stay-at-home moms and dads full-time. They don't have the time to help. And so what we find is a lot of our job actually becomes mediation as well. Okay, so that was going to be my next question, because the thought of me going to my mom and saying, Mom, I think it's time to sell the house. I think we got to get rid of your things, and we're going to put you in a home. I think she'd well, she's still my mom. She'll she'll backhand me. I have a Sorry, mom. You've never done that before. I have a friend that's going through this now where her mom has passed on, and they didn't do any of that before she passed. And mm. it's taking them months and months and to go through. And how emotional is that and, now? And now it's emotional for her because she's finding things she hadn't seen in 20 years going, oh, I really want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to this. So for her, it's it's almost doubly difficult to get rid of it. Right, right. Well, and, and that's where a transition service can really help. They come in. We act almost, as I said, a mediary in between. Um, we can help the parents to figure out what they want to take. We can mm-hmm. also help them by saying, you know, let's take all the silver and all the china and the crystal, and we're going to bring it all out of the hutch that's in the dining room, because our parents all have them, <laughs> and we put it all in the dining room table. It's much easier to look at things when it's all at one level than when it's on multiple levels and it's jammed in a cupboard. That's true. So we start little by little, because they find it's very overwhelming, mm-hmm. little by little, put it out on the tables, and just let them look at it, they know immediately the things that they really want to take. And then there's the things that are the maybe want to take. And then there are the things that, well, Joni needs to have that because Joni gave it to me for Christmas 35 years ago. Right. And then the family comes in, and usually we try to do it separately so that they each have their own time with mom or dad. Um, and they're given the opportunity to take those things. That's now, a great idea. You get extremes. You get okay. the kids who say, pull up the dumpster and just put everything in it, which is awful, but it's, true. Yes, I've seen that. And then it's, you have the other... Like hoarders. Exactly. But, but they don't even care or want about no. anything in their parents' home. No. I've seen that. And yeah. then you get the other kids who want everything, but they live in a tiny home and can't take everything. But what I see is they take it anyway, mm-hmm. and they'll have three dining room tables, they'll mm-hmm. have three hutches, or they spend the money on storage... And now it's just in forever storage. And they end up in the same position that their parents are in currently. Exactly. 
So one great thing that that, um, works really well is that when they come in, if you have a situation where it's a difficult situation and the child doesn't want to take something, I've actually sat down with them in a separate room and said, your mom really wants you to have the silver tea service. I know you and I nowadays don't have any use for it, but you know, you need to show some respect to your parents and actually say, that would be great. I'd really like to have it. And whether you pack it up and put it in your basement, you never take it home and it actually goes straight to a consignment or an auction house, at least your parents rest in the knowledge that you had the respect to take something that was important to them and that meant something to them. And it really is a great way. But again, it's me saying it, not the mom. Because mom would say, mom would say it differently, and mom would get emotional. Oh yeah, mom would say, "Well, oh, okay, fine, you don't want it, then." Right. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to give it to Barb, you know, the you sister, know. and she doesn't <laughs> want it either. But you know that that is really brilliant because I think um, this idea of you stepping in. I mean, we all think we have these great relationships with, and we do. We, you know, great relationships, parents, kids, and stuff. But there's still those roles. I'm still the the child, and my mom's still the mom. And you come in as a hired third party professional, and this is what you do. Mm -hmm. This isn't me saying it. This isn't my mom saying it. This is you coming in, scoping the situation, going, "You've hired me, and this is what I do." And And this is how I'm going to relief. And I bet it's a relief. I bet you kids just are like wiping their brow when you show up. (laughs) But I like that it's a bit of both. It's a bit of uh, really we need to get rid of this and no, your parents really want you to take this. So you're, you're working in both corners. You're not representing just the kids to come in and say, mom needs a little bit of help to, you know, get rid of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I like that it's equal and balanced. And the word that I use is compassion. I like that. For me, as a a lifelong search for work that I needed to do that I felt good about, I go in and I I love the stories. So I'm happy to listen to the stories. And while I'm wrapping up the china and putting it in boxes, I can be still listening to the stories. So grandma is really happy because she gets to tell the story about where the piece of pewter came from that she's packing away. It was on the Titanic and they found it. Exactly. You'd be amazed. Some of the stories are incredible. Some of the history... Yeah. And, and things that we are yeah. finding people Absolutely. pulling out. Yeah. The, recently, Aura and I have, have been working with a client, yeah. and, and the history in the house is extraordinary. Exciting. Everything from war history to, you know, the Time magazines when JFK was killed. Wow. To I've uh, one client in the summer had the entire collection of Playboy back to the original, um, which I was a little surprised to find. But the daughter Amazing. couldn't believe that this was in. The house. She knew he'd had it, but didn't realize for how long. And I that's mean, a collection. That's a little nest egg yeah. that the daughter will put away. And the dad was happy that she wanted to oh, take absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. And and that's the other part of this. So with, with a lot of your knowledge, when you show up, you can recognize, um, you know, it may or may not have value, but let's get it checked out before we make a decision. It may be that there's no value, but at least check it out because there's way too many treasures that get lost in this process. And, you know, if you check out 10 things and only three have value, at least we found those three before they just got handed off to someone. And it's their nest egg. And that's what I say to the owners and to the children. This is their retirement. And when you're looking at things and and it's hard for the parents because they don't necessarily want to sell things because it has meaning, you can actually take it from the position of, well, you told me that you want to travel. Guess what? There's your trip to uh, Korea. And if you if that's your goal, uh, then, you know, take these items. Let's figure out a way to see if we can get monetary value for them. Um, And it's also a a matter that someone else can enjoy them. And that's the other way I position it is, you know, I know you love your teacups. So let's pick the 
10 favorite teacups that you have, and the other 45 of them are going to go, and they're going to be loved by somebody else and used and not sitting gathering dust. I just had a situation a couple years ago where one of our aunts gave everyone in the family one of her favorite teacups. So I have one teacup. Fine. It's great. It's sitting there with some of my modern stuff, but there it is. And every time I look at it, I, I know it was important to that person. And it takes up no room. Yeah. So for me to keep it is fine. And Love it's, it. it's a visual reminder of that person. Yeah. Now, I could have used someone like you when my parents downsized mm-hmm. because they had this lovely piano that, that I did a bit of cursory research on the internet and went, this could be worth quite a bit. And they're just like, ah, so they sold it for like, I don't know, 500. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. I mean, it was just like, let's spend a little bit of time and get somebody to come in and appraise it. Well, uh, no more stories about uh, pianos that were sold for inferior value. So we're going to take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio, and we'll be right back. Annoying, frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days, enlightening, engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. (laughs) Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GT. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. We are here with Carolyn Lilico of stylemyhome.ca. And, um, and of course, your services span way more than just design. And, and we've used you. You're one of our favorite stagers out there for sure. But it's that transitional move that you and, and I got to say, as a realtor, someone like Carolyn comes into my life. And I think I'm as excited as the client is as excited because I've got someone who's going to organize this person. So they're really happy, whether prior to getting the home on the market, which makes my job easier, or after the home sold, which also makes my job easier because I know I've got a client who's in really good hands to get to the next step. So you mentioned um, earlier, the first the first thing is have a plan, find the right people, have the plan. So now now you've take us to the next step. You've got the plan, everything's set, everything's agreed on. What happens? Do you, what do, do you, I do next? What do you do? What right. do you do next? Yeah. So I've got a move plan. I know where I'm going. Typically, we'll try and uh, either do a walkthrough or figure out where you're going to. So a great example of that is somebody who's going to a condo from a house. We'll go to the condo. We'll take a visit and a measuring tape. Mm-hmm. And we go down there. I'll measure everything in the house before we go. And we figure out where things will go. Right. One of your best tricks is... a. Uh, roll a painter's tape so and I've done this with your office before where we actually map it out the green tape 
where we actually map out where the reception desk will go, if it's in an office or if it's a condo, where will that love seat fit in the den? And how close um, will I be to the TV if I bring in that hutch? Because it's yeah. all about flow. It's no different than staging. It's all about how can I walk through that space? And if you have someone who is incapacitated or disabled, you've got to make sure that you can get the walker or a wheelchair through. Um, but even, you know, even younger people, you want to make sure you have enough space. Sure. If you've got a hundred inch television, you don't want to be three feet away from it. I'm looking at you because I think you might have one no, upstairs. No, I don't actually. He just wants one. <laughs> yeah, I so, okay. you know, really it's okay. So now I know where I'm going and, and I know my stuff's going to fit. And now we go back home and we say, okay, here's all the things that won't fit. What do I do with them? So everything from um, searching out and organizing organizations that will gladly take them as donations, if that's how you see your way going. Um, we have lots of clients who like to donate to their churches mm-hmm. because there's new families coming in. Yep. Um, and and then we take it from there and we start to pack and we get everything packed up one way or another, whether if you're going long distance, the movers, you'll get them to do all the valuables because then they're insured by the moving company. Right. Um, otherwise, we pack it up. Um, there's a whole organization just to the move in terms of, of color coding boxes as to which room they're going into. And then when you get to the other end that you even have the color code on the door of the room so the mover knows, oh, pink labeled box goes in pink label- oh my labeled gosh. room. You are doing my next move. <laughs> but you know, you have to go to that extent because yeah. not always the brightest bulbs in the pack, but also moving day is crazy well, and you just want to make it easy. You've attached a name to it because we're up, we're going, well, that's the second bedroom. The mover's not going to know the second bedroom, that's right. but if they look, they color code it. Great. Wow. Makes life easier. Yeah. And and having a list. But the other piece of it is, okay, house is empty. Everything's on the truck. What happens? Well, we're at the other end. We make sure that everything comes off the truck, first of all, and that it gets into the apartment, that all the trash comes out. It's great. If you can have feet on the street at the other end that unpack the kitchen, right. make sure that the beds are set up and the beds are made. The first night you're there, you can have dinner and you can go to sleep and your toothbrush is on the, on the stand. You That's all the, that matters. Well, you forgot the 100-inch TV. Well, sorry. And the 100-inch <laughs> TV, TV is, is, hung. is hung on the wall. Um, but or the cable company stand. may not have you set oh, up right. yet. Well, but no, because that's something else. <laughs> oh. We make sure that you have a list that says, okay, before I go, I'm going to cancel my phone and set up my phone and... Sometimes we even deal with the condo managers to say, you deal with Rogers, great. What schedule? When can we get them in? And we've already had them in before you even make them move. It's all about comfort. And a big one, moving people from homes and condos to nursing homes or, or care homes, I actually take pictures of their furniture. And when they get there, their furniture set up and everything that was on top of the desk is on top of the desk in exactly the same place that it was at wow. home. Because what's it about? Compassion. And it's about my mom moving somewhere. And when she gets there, I want it to be as much like home as possible. And I think, or I shared with you a story last week where we moved a lady between 9.30 and 5.30 in one day from her one-bedroom condo. She was out of the condo for the day, and she came back to the new room, and she was so trepidatious about moving into a nursing home. I don't want to go. And she walked in, and there were the pictures of her husband, and there was her bed and her bedside table, and everything looked exactly the way it had looked in the condo. Her stuff was there. Her stuff was there. And And it's all just about that. It's just those few things, that stuff. Because the bricks and mortar, you know, I always tell people the very first lesson I learned from my very first broker was don't ever fall in love with the bricks and mortar. It's about the people inside them. So when you're moving, it's about the people, the pictures, you know, her husband's picture beside the bed. That's what mattered to her. Not so much the fireplace. And if there's something they really want to take, 
let them take it. Yes. You know, if, if tools are important to somebody. I had a guy who wanted his toolbox. And, you know, it's interesting because we've used these services for years. And um, a couple of years ago, one of the services that our clients hired uh, came in. And I was there when the woman was almost prying this toolbox out of this man's knuckles. And all he wanted to do was bring his toolbox. And he was being yelled at for wanting to bring the toolbox that there wouldn't be space. And I had to take this woman aside and say, let him take the toolbox. If he wants to put it beside his bed, let him do it. Let him make those decisions. It's not that important to you thing. or I. Well, and he'll get out of bed and stub his toe on it every day for and three then, weeks, and then, and then he'll, he'll realize there it. was no room for the toolbox. <laughs> and that's okay, but it's his decision, right? Yeah. And so it's, uh, so it's, it is important as children, as as uh, parents, whether it's your child that you're moving as well. I mean, I've been in a situation personally where I've had to divest of, of an estate of a sibling. That's a very difficult transition as well. That's and, emotional. And, you know, and, and estates take many different forms, and it is about about being ready to do it. And another whole show we should have is the whole, how do I have that conversation? Because, you know, you have to have it when your parent, one of your parents passes away, and it's or okay, s- it's time to... Or something happens in the house, maybe they've fallen and broken a hip or a knee, and now they're in rehab and they want to come back to the house, and sometimes... Unfortunately, sometimes these decisions are made for us, like a break of a hip or something where where the conversation is not even happening in the comfort of their home. It is happening in a hospital or a rehab where I've I know kids are forced to say, Mom, Dad, I don't I don't think we can, you can go back. We yeah. can get you back. And I love the idea of having those conversations, but we know that is a mm-hmm. show in itself. We were talking about that earlier and it's well, it's, and how do you can be ease very the emotional. worry? I yeah. mean, that's, you know, and when you are having a conversation like that, whether you're in the home or out of it, how do you as a as a child, a sibling, even a parent, ease the worry of the other person? Guess what? We have a, somebody we're going to bring in. They're going to help us because, Mom, you know I'm really busy and I'm busy with work. And they don't want to be a burden. Right. We know that. They don't want to be a burden. And, and so for them to be able to think, well, you know what? I've got this person who's going to come in. They're going to help me with it. And I was with an 84-year-old yesterday who she said to me, I don't have to worry. My daughter doesn't have the time. And here you are helping me out. You're helping her out because yep. you're taking care of me. Yeah. And it, it just works really well all the way around. And frankly, it works really well for me because it gives me the end of day. I go home and I think, wow, I've really helped somebody today. And yeah. I, I can't help but feel good. That's right. And I think as well, we find ourselves talking to kids. And when I say kids, I mean, a lot of times they're adults um, who don't want mom and dad to move. And when you dig into why they don't want mom and dad to move, it comes down to their time. I'm too busy to move mom. I'm too busy to get her organized. Um, and they also make the assumption that mom and dad don't want to move, right? Because they maybe have never had that conversation. And they see, they worry that mom and dad will hate them because they're having that conversation. Right, and right. being forcefully removed from their home. Yeah. And you're right. There are parents who they haven't had it because they don't want to have it with the kids because they don't want to offend the kids that they're going to move out of the family home. That's and right. And the kids don't want to have it because they don't want to offend the parents by making them think. And frankly, the parents move and then they go, oh, gosh, we can travel. You know why? Because I can turn the key. There's a concierge there if anything happens in the building. I can go off. I can leave my stuff. You know, my car's in an underground. <laughs> I don't That's have right. to worry. I, I I wait for the day that where I can do that, <laughs> and and it and it actually ends up being a really easy conversation. And and so sometimes it's even bringing someone like me and 
as a gift. I've been gifted to people, you know. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. So we were talking today about some different ideas. And one of the things, Carolyn, you said was, you know, I my services right now are being purchased by kids who are offering them to parents as holiday gifts. Because what do you get if you're a parent? Especially a parent in a 3,000 or 2,000 square foot home that you know is full of stuff. And any day that parent's got to move out anyway. So you're not going to get them another soapstone carving or picture frame of your family because as much as our parents love us they've got lots of pictures of us um the idea of saying to my mom here you know what i've got you someone who's going to come in and spend three days with you who's just going to help you organize whether it be your kitchen or Mm -hmm. the laundry room or take all those things on your top shelf down that you can never reach so that's a great great one is a closet organize it mom you have a great walk-in oh closet, gosh. guess what? And it's a really great way to start because ev- what woman doesn't want their closet organized? So, kids, if you are listening to this show, do mom you, would love that. Do you know those kitchen drawers? We all have that one the drawer, drawer that the has drawer. string and mouse traps and Do you know we got ours glue. down to almost nothing this summer and I can barely open it again? And that's you know how fast. what's even funnier is I have one too. And, and that's Yay. the first thing I say to people. Don't clean up when I'm coming to see you and do a consultation. So you're not judging. And don't forget we all have drunk drawers and i will tell you right now aura has seen my office it is not a pretty sight i was so excited when i walked in and saw papers on the desk (laughs) i know i got very excited some of us have junk drawers some of us have junk rooms some of us junk (laughs) junk floors of Mm -hmm. our home but you don't judge basements is a big one and actually parents are willing to have that conversation because they all know their basements are full that's right and it's a great thing you know what we're going to get someone to come in they're going to help you for a couple of days it's our gift to you to get the workroom sorted out or and if dad has passed away or if mom has you know dad you've got all that stuff in the kitchen they're going to come in they're going to help you um the other one is holiday decorating it's become a really great business. It's fun. And it's, you know what? You don't have the ability to put up your tree or your ornaments. Or we don't want, want you up. on the roof putting your lights up, but you still want them up. Guess what? We're going to give you the gift of, of that this year. They'll come. They'll do your urns out front of the house. Excellent. You know, those kinds of things as well. So um, we, we just have to take a, a break, take I a think. Short break and then we'll come back. We're going to come up. right back because this one's an exciting <laughs> one for holiday time. Now. I know. <laughs> You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So, Todd, were you up on your week, uh, your roof this week, putting your holiday lights up? I was not. Hmm. Uh, sounds like sounds you. like you need style my home to <laughs> come up. <laughs> my ladder's frozen. Yes, because Carolyn just said she'll be personally climbing up on my roof to That's right. plug in all the lights. So well, but you, here's a great idea. Yeah. Don't climb up on the roof. If you missed that window two weeks ago when it was really nice out, don't climb up on the roof. Why not get a couple of little topiary trees and throw some lights on them and you still have lights in the, on the front of the house. Or you yeah, wrap you know. it around your banister. You can still have lights. You don't have to climb up on the roof. And I think the big one, too, is, you know, for staying on the thread of, of helping uh, some of the seniors out is sometimes when the kids aren't available, they're only showing up for Christmas or for the holiday of whatever you're celebrating. It's nice to have it done prior to them getting there. And so they can hire a service like yours. You come in, you get it all gussied up. Well, and it's amazing how many of them don't actually decorate because they think it's too much work. I have to go under the stairs. I have to pull everything out, you know, and and to be able to offer that to your parents to say, you know what, mom, I can't come and help decorate, but I got someone who's going to come and do it for you. They don't even know that you have to 
hire somebody to do it, really. Right. You can just say, you know what, my, my friend Carolyn's going to come over. Or my, right. or, but, but it's a really great Because the parents will say, idea. don't pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know what? It, it doesn't great. matter what the holiday is, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it, right. it could even be something as simple as coming in. You know, if your mom is doing the big dinner for Hanukkah, it could be that you're having us come and we do all the fresh flowers for the house to make the house look great. Or we come and we clean up the kitchen before or after the celebration. I mean, there's so many different ways... And what I find is someone will call me and say, I need an idea. I know I want to give them something. What should I give them? And I'll say, well, tell me about the next six weeks of their life. What are they doing? And then we talk a little bit about what's going on. Maybe they're going on a trip and I come in and our company comes in and they pack them for the trip and we put everything in the in the nice uh, plastic bags that squish down to nothing, and we get you totally packed and ready for your trip. How would trip. I get everything home? I'd need you at the, the other end to get me back <laughs> no, home. No, because we don't like, care. No, need to fly fits. Carolyn down. But you know what? On the way home, well, yeah, see, I have to go on the trip, too. We don't care, because on the way home, everything's dirty and rumpled, and you and don't care cares? anyway. That's true. That's you're, true. You're just like, get me home with but my it's stuff. it's like, okay, I went with this, and now I'm coming back, and it seems like I'm bringing more, but I'm not. I know. Yeah. Uh. I know. Well, I, this is just great. We're definitely going to have to have Carolyn back on because I know we've just scratched the surface and just on a, on a really, you know, from the, from the, the point that the public hears of the word stager is the idea of I go in, I make a house pretty before we sell it, which we haven't even talked about no, today. No. We've, we've been all about how to help people make the move. So we'll get you back. We'll talk about the staging. And, and I would like to dig in a little deeper about the conversations that we can be having with our parents or our family when it is time to help someone make a move or help someone start the decision of making the move. Because I think that's really important. Absolutely. So, and it, we all need to be thinking about it. Yeah, we do. So Carolyn's at stylemyhome.ca. It's mm-hmm. Carolyn Lillico. You also have Transition My Home. Is that .ca? Yes, it is. Awesome. And we're realestatetoronto.com, the Mahal and Ross team at 416-230-8500. And I had a fabulous day today. I Thank did you. too. Thanks, Thanks so Carolyn. Much. Thanks, Todd. And we are Listen Up Talk Radio, and we will catch you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. Thank you for listening to Mulholland Ross Real Estate Radio on RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com. Tune in every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time as the team brings you weekly tools, tips, and discussions with thought leaders for both buyers and sellers in the sometimes confusing world of residential real estate. Is there a topic you'd like to hear or want to get in touch with the team? You can email feedback at RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com or call the team at 416-230-5900. 